Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. to see you all. Wasn't that great this worship this morning, hey? I just love the songs we sang this morning. Very faith-filled and about our Saviour. It was lifted up for us to die. And this morning, I've got a couple of slides. I just want, you know, this weekend, we've got a lot of people away. It has been school holidays. And also, it is Anzac weekend. I know a lot of people will probably not go to work tomorrow and extend a long weekend. I'm not doing it. I'm going to work. I'm not one of them. <laughs> I'd like to be. But anyway, but you know, this on, on Tuesday morning, especially on the East Coast, we're the first people on the East Coast to be having uh, memorial services that actually remember those people that gave their lives. And uh, Anzac Day is a, is a special time for us. And, you know, the ode, that, this ode here was written in 1921. And it says this, They shall grow not old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn them. At the going down to the sun and in the morning, we will remember them, lest we forget. We will hear those words Lots of times we'll hear it on the evening news. It'll be resounded there um, in Turkey as, as people have gone over there. But we know it's to remember those that bravely went and gave their lives for something that wasn't just because they believed in it, it because it was freedom. And it's always about freedom. It's got to be freedom for us. And that's why Christ died for us. So loads of people on Tuesday morning will be lining the streets and there will be hundreds of thousands of people all around Australia that will go to these marches and, and we'll have servicemen march, we'll have ex-servicemen march, there'll be children, there'll, there'll be grandchildren, there'll be sons and daughters of representing those that have now gone on. And the thing is, we can't afford to let these stories die. You know, we need to remember what has happened for us. You know, in Gallipoli, it says there was a young soldier that went. He was 14 years of age, the youngest soldier that ever went to battle. He never made it home. I don't really know why he went. Maybe he just got caught up in everybody else going, but he took himself off and he spilt his blood alongside the young mates that went with him. You know, for us, war is a stranger. We have never lived through a war. This generation, right now, we may know of people that are in the defence here that have gone over. They're, they're peacekeeping, they are supporting uh, over there in different places. But we have never known in this generation to have bombs come drop on us overnight. We don't know what that's like. My mother grew up in World War II. She was six years old when World War II was declared. And my mum told me the stories how she used to own a gas mask. Because, and they would hear the bombers coming in the night, the Germans. And it was common to have an air raid shelter in your back garden. 
and she had one in hers. And provisions were put in there so when they knew they were coming, people would run and get in their air raid shelters. Things were scarce and it was normal for people to have their windows blacked out. Newspapers and curtains were just all blacked out so that when the bombers came, they couldn't see the lights of the houses. And it was normal to go to school and find out that that your friends at school had lost family that were fighting. It was normal. Grief was the norm of the day back in World War II. It says there was about 50 to 70 million people died in World War II. That is a lot of people. World War II, what a tragedy. Back then, I remember her telling me, you know, to have an orange for Christmas was an absolute delight. We don't know what it's like to live on rations. They would have ration coupons, would have to take them, and they'd only get, you're only allowed this or you're allowed that. We go to the supermarket and we help ourselves. We don't know what that's like. But that's what she would find in her stocking was an orange for Christmas. Nothing else but an orange. And your parents went to work in the factory to help make bullets and do whatever they could to help the cause. You know, England was in a terrible war with Germany. And at one time, it looked like the Germans were winning. You know, as a kid, I grew up in England and all our movies were about the British winning the Germans all the time. That's all we ever saw on our TV, about us winning all the time. But you know, it was Winston Churchill that championed England to rise up and win. And this is what he says. This is just part of a quote. He says, we shall fight them on the beaches. We shall fight them on the landing grounds. And we shall fight them in the fields and in the streets. And we shall fight in the hills and we shall never surrender. You know, for us, we can never, ever surrender to the enemy that comes after us. Never, ever give in. You might, you might feel like it, but don't give in. We are at war. This is a war in the natural, but there is a war in the spirit. This is just one aspect. War has always been throughout history. The first war broke out in heaven. And we know that's where Satan got kicked out. We know that war is real. But we know that our God had a plan to annihilate the enemy. The enemy against our soul. You know, God has a strategic plan. No army goes to war without a plan. The military don't go, oh, well, somebody go get McDonald's, you know. What shall we do? What shall we? No. There's board meetings. There's time that's put in place to be able to know where the enemy is at. You know, Jesus came right on time. It was planned for him to come on time to redeem mankind back to himself. He knew who his arch enemy was. And let me tell you, he is our arch enemy. Make no bones about that. But Jesus came to destroy the work of the enemy. It says in the Bible that Jesus set his face like flint towards Jerusalem. There was no backing, no going back from the cause. He had one purpose, one mission was to destroy the enemy. You know, in our lives, we have to be determined to move forward and not go backwards. 
When you became a Christian, you joined the army. You enlisted. You said, I belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, and you signed up. When you became a Christian, you joined the most mightiest army on the planet. This is an army that anyone can join when they say yes to Jesus Christ. You don't need to be of any age. It doesn't matter what nation you're in. It doesn't matter the colour of your skin. It doesn't matter how you dress. It doesn't matter the language that you speak. You just join the army. There is a world, world, big army. You know, and God is wanting to see his army rise up. Not go to sleep, but rise up. You know, we have Anzac Day to remember what has happened. When we take the emblems, we take the communion and the bread to remember what had happened at the cross. Our word, the word of God, not only is it sharp, not only is it the word of God, but it is also a memorial for us. It's to remind us of what has happened. The word of God is never out of date. You know, we are called to be history changers, history makers. We're here to make a difference. We don't have the word retreat on our head. We have the word no retreat. We need to move forward and not back down from the call. You know, I've heard people say, well, what I believe is is private. What I believe is personal. Oh, really? Well, that's the biggest lie. Where do you think that one came from? That is the biggest lie I've ever heard. But you know what? If that's the truth, why did Jesus say this? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. That completely undoes that statement. Completely pulls it apart and annihilates it. There is no place for that. You know, we have this gospel that is not meant to be hid. This gospel is meant to be heard. And seen in action. This gospel is not meant to be hidden behind closed doors. Here's another way of putting it. It says in Matthew 5 here in the message, You're here to be the light. Bring out the God colours in the world. God is not kept to be a secret. We are going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. You know what that means? How do you hide a city on a hill? You can't. If there's a big city on a hill, how do you hide it? It means you are like that city on a hill. You are like that light and you cannot be hidden. You need to be revealed. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now there, I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand. Shine, keep open house, be generous with your lives, be opening up to others and you'll prompt other people to open up to God. Isn't that what we want? We want other people to come to God. But if we don't let our light shine, how will they know? And if we're silent, how will they know? We are in a battle for the souls of men and women. That's the battle we are in. You know, the church became revolutionary. Peter, when he was filled with the Holy Ghost, when he got a revelation 
of what Christ had done. He got up and he boldly preached the gospel and 3,000 people were added to the church that day. Murderous Saul became Paul and he wrote most of the New Testament and set up churches and trained pastors. People that have got a hold of this gospel and understand it have laid down their lives for this gospel. People have been martyred throughout the generations. People have even been burnt at the stake. Martyrdom still happens in and around the world today. You know, we, because we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, we are in a battle. But that foe, that old snake called the devil, he comes around now and then, and the Bible says he comes to wear down the saints. He comes to wear us down. And he's really good at it. He comes to wear us out. The Bible says this, He prowls around like a lion, seeking whom he can devour. Let me explain that. He says he's like a lion, and he roars, but he's not a lion. Because the only lion is, is Jesus. He is the king. He's the lion He is the lion. He is the prince of Judah. And he breaks every chain. Satan tries to intimidate. He tries to be something that he's not. And we have to choose whether we want to listen to him. You know, the words that he brings around are like, you're not a Christian. You call yourself a Christian? Look at you. God will never forgive you. Look what you've done. And if God truly loved you, why is everything going wrong? Everything goes wrong for you. Everything goes good for them over there. God loves them, but he doesn't love you. You have to decide who you want to listen to. He is great at showing us our past. He shows us that we're shameful, and that we're wretched. But God shows us our future and not our past. Who do we want to listen to? You know, the blood of Jesus is our forgiveness and it is our freedom. Where Satan is the father of all lies. That is a tactic of the enemy is to derail us with things that he speaks into our lives. But you know, Jesus Christ, he loves us no matter what. No matter where we've been, doesn't matter what other people say about us, who cares? God is for us and he's not against us. He loves us with a never-lasting love. You know, thinking about the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ, that, that blood was a weapon. It was a weapon. That blood had to be spilt to save you and I. You know, our fight is spiritual, but God has given us weapons to use. You know, it says here, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So therefore, take up the whole armour of God. We need the armour of God. We can't just go, oh, well, everything's sweet and everything's great and ah, skipping through the park. and ah. You know, we need to know who we are. We need to know what we believe. We need to know the word of God. That's a sword. We need the helmet of salvation, which is, a, which is a protection. So when the enemy comes around to talk to us, we're like, not listening. And when he shoots those fiery darts at us, we have the breastplate of righteousness so they can't hit. And it says to have shoes, which talks about the gospel. You know, we are meant to be carriers of the gospel, but we can't carry the gospel if we're wounded and injured and we're down in the dumps and everything's really, really bad and not really sure where God is and where is he. It's not here for me. You know, we need to stand. The Bible says to stand. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. He says, when you've done all of this, stand. Don't back down. Don't retreat. You know, I was thinking of Elijah. You know, Elijah was, was in his house and his, his servant said to him, he went outside the house and, and he's, he said to Elijah, Elijah, he says, we're surrounded. He says, on every part, come and see, come and see the army. We, we are surrounded. And Elijah comes out and he says, huh. He says, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. What's he talking about? What did he mean when he made, said that statement? Elijah prayed and he said, Open the eyes of my servant that he might see. And when he opened the eyes of his servant, he could see the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. You see, the spirit realm is a real realm. And Elijah prayed that so his servant would have his eyes open. We need to have our eyes open in the realm of the spirit. To know we have an enemy. It's not people. We think this one and that one, it's not people. God loves people. When they hung Jesus on the cross, he was not their enemy. He was not their enemy. Oh, but they hurt me. They're not your enemy. He's a father of lies. The walls of Jericho. Hello? Walk around the walls of Jericho. Once every day for six days, do that. And on the seventh day, do it seven times. Make a noise. Sound, sound the horns. Make a shout. And the walls came down. That doesn't make sense. Why would the walls come down? Supernatural. Just do what God says to do. In the act of obedience, we saw the walls fall down. You know, the walls were six foot high. Six, six foot thick, sorry, and 26 feet high. That's pretty thick. Walls don't come down just by shouting. Walls don't come down just by walking around them. doesn't matter how many feet walk around. 
But God caused the walls to fall down. You know, Daniel survived the night in the lion's den because God supernaturally shut the lion's mouth. Our God is a supernatural God. Do we believe it? We need to apply the principles that God has. If God can do this in the Old Testament, can he do that for you? Can he move in your situation? Can he do things for you? Paul and Silas singing in the jail, locked up. Hello? A great earthquake happens, their shackles fall off. God does things of the unexpected. Peter delivered out of the prison. The angel appears and he's shackled between two soldiers. They fall off. And he just leaves Peter through the jail. Big iron doors, supernaturally open, and he walks through. You see, our God does battle for us. We've got to put our faith in him. We've got to believe that God knows what he's doing in our lives. We need to stand firm. The whole armour of God is what we need. Whatever difficulties you are facing, and life can be very difficult and stressful, but you know what? We need to seek people out sometimes that will just pray with us to get the victory in our lives. Don't go into defeat mode, but come out and start to stand strong. Prayer and fasting is another way to break through in your life. Worship, don't stop praising. Worship is one of the most powerful weapons we have towards victory. Ask God for wisdom. Sometimes we're so busy telling God what we need that we forget to just stop and ask God for wisdom. He's strategic. He knows what's best for our lives. Surround yourself with people that are faith-filled. Don't surround yourself with people that are negative and meditate on the word of God. There's a surety. You know, we live in a society where people are so absorbed in their selves they're so, con- so wrapped up with money and, and wealth and no time for God and life is, is too busy. You know what? Our family and friends need God. People in our community need God. This may be how they're living their lives and, and you speak to them and you tell them and you feel like you're getting nowhere. You know what? Don't stop. Don't stop. Oh, I've been praying for them for years. Don't stop. Never, ever retreat. You know, the Bible says the God of this world has blinded their hearts and minds. But you know what? Our God can also loose it. Just like we saw Peter and, and Paul and Silas. If God can do it, then God can do it now. Our God is a supernatural God. It says here in, in the, in the um, message here, put your life on the line for your friends. You are my friends when you do the things I command you. Put your life. That's a big ask. It's a big call. Put your life on the line for your friends. You know, in war times, you know, those soldiers, they put their life on the line and they ran towards the enemy. That's why so many of them lost their lives. But it also brought victory for us. We have freedom today because of that. You know, we can't forget 
this word of God. We must speak this word. It's got to be heard. It must go out. We cannot be silent. This message is eternal. This message is never going to be outdated. This message is for generation to generation and the generations to come. You must never forget that. You know, parents, grandparents, you owe it to your children and to your grandchildren to pray for them. You owe it to them so that they know the word of God. You know, they might not want to hear it right now, but don't stop because this message is for all our kids. It's for everybody. It's not just for us that come to church on Sunday. It's for, we are in a fight. We are in a battle for the hearts of men and women. We can't be silent. I just want to finish with this scripture here. It says, this promise is targeted to you and your children, but also to all who are far away, whomever, in fact, our Master God invites. You see, this message is for everybody. It's for all. I just want to finish with this scripture. I love this. And I saw heaven open wide, and oh, a white horse and its rider. The rider was named Faithful and True, judges and makes war in pure righteousness. His eyes are a blaze of fire, and on his head many crowns. He has a name inscribed that's known only to himself. He is dressed in a robe soaked with blood, and he is addressed as Word of God. The armies of heaven, mounted on white horses and dressed in dazzling white linen, follow him. And a sharp sword comes out of his mouth, so he can subdue the nations, then rule them with a rod of iron. You know, our God is the King of Kings, and He's a Lord of Lords. He is the Captain of the Host. People need the Lord. People need this Jesus that we sing about. People need this Jesus that we worship. His Word is a light for us. His word has power. And this gospel must never, ever be lost. Amen. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylife Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.